Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three. All right, it's open lines from 6 o'clock on, so if you care to give us a call, let's talk about it. We'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. If anybody's up out there, there's a few up and at them with the time change. It's uh, early morning sickos. That's what they do. All right, let's uh, start off. The only caller I've got hanging on, we've got to go to him. Get to our Dave. Dave, what's up? Hey, Chapman. Hey, you know, uh, this is my time. And don't change it back, please. <laughs> you know, I like this yeah. time. You know, hey, you know, you were ta- y'all were talking about having nickels and dimes to go out fishing and everything. You know, country boys can't survive, man. When you got to get out there and, and you got to get your food and stuff like that, it, 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 you know, you got to uh, keep working at it, man. Well, we didn't even eat back then. All we needed was gas money to get there and get back. <laughs> well, wait a minute. We, but nowadays you got some Belleville uh, summer sausage with a piece well, yeah, of cheese nowadays, and a cracker. You're in good, you're in good shape. Well, we were talking about back when we first started out and times were hard, man. Yes, sir. I got you. Man. You know, and then uh, just to get your equipment, you had to mow grass and, you know, or, or do chores, you know, and you got your allowance and you went down and, and bought your rod and reel, you know, and, and then went and did what you got to do. You know, uh, that was, man, you know, uh, that's way back when. But, hey, uh, no, uh, and, 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 and Captain Tommy Alexander, he was talking about catching that catfish on that rattle trap. Remember that time I was in the Fishing Fools bass tournament and went up there uh, on that, by the dam and the rocks over there on Lake Conroe, and I was running that silver and blue rattle trap down there, and boom, caught a catfish right there. You know, and, and uh, it's it's amazing what different kind of fish you you can catch. You know, oh yeah. But um, you know, and oh, and then when y'all was talking about the sheephead, oh man, remember when I told you that time? Oh, and Barry Powell, man, I can't believe he was down there in Galveston and didn't call me. 
And uh, but he's you know he's up here. He lives in Minnesota, Minnesota. You know, uh, ice fishing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to be up there. But man, he if you go fishing with Barry, and he tells you to throw right there, you better throw right there because the boy can read water. He can read bait. He can. I mean, he was just he was good at what he does. But um, that time that we went to Matagorda down there by the concrete pier pylons, but the pier wasn't up there then. I mean, this is a long time ago. And, man, he waded out there. It was cold and chest-deep water in waders and, and chunked the line, come back, bring it to me, and it didn't have hardly any line on the reel, and I'd have to run down the beach, and all of a sudden, boom, boom. Man, we did a school on sheep's head. You know, and then we had we had some guys come down there. As long as they had their fishing license, we helped them. We we hook them and then hand it to them and let them take them in because I think it was five a five limit then back back then. That's but what it is now. The problem it's still is five. cleaning them, huh? It's still five. Still five. Hey, mm-hmm. but the problem is cleaning them. In the in the spiny uh, man, watch out with your fingers on there, and you got to get that fillet knot. You kind of got to clean them from inside out you know what i mean and you don't get a whole lot of meat but man that meat is sweet let me tell you it's about as good as a crappie you know but man i think the only other fish uh well red uh, red snapper that's super great uh the only other one when i caught that 22 inch uh, permit over there uh, in that 72 feet of water uh that was a good i baked it you know, with uh, uh, garlic, uh, 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 butter, and, 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 you know, wow. You know, it, it come out real good. But uh, those are good. And then, and then Cap Mickey, I know you're you're getting ready. You want to get to get some catfish and, and crappie. But like I heard uh, John, you know, in Lake Houston, man, I guarantee they're probably tearing them up over there. So that's good. There. That's another good source. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. No, Captain. Hey, the 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 lot ain't too bad out here right now. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at it. I don't know. I guess the good Lord had the wind help me clean it off today. So I'm just uh, got to get out and get going. There's plenty but, uh, of that. Plenty of wind. Yeah. Hey, I, hey, you know what? And that and that's another thing. When I got up this morning, I had a couple of garbage cans in the backyard over there that were blown over and in front of the car, so I had to move them out of the way. And, uh, man, I tell you what, it, it's a little breezy. It's a little breezy. I can't, you know, now that we jump forward, the only thing is I can't see any kind of, hey, yeah, one of my buddies walking in over here. I can't see, uh, I can't see anything over here. It's still dark now, you know, and uh, I thought it'd be lighter since we went forward. No, it'd but, be, uh, I, it'll be lighter tonight. Since we went for oh okay in the evening see that evening daylight. I, you know you know me I ain't no rocket scientist but I can I can bend sheetrock or whatever but you know it ain't it ain't uh yeah I, uh, yeah man but I tell you what and I want to leave it like this I believe uh, I hope everybody gets on board and <laughs> votes for it you know so anyway all right well hey Captain that's all, that's about all I got man I mean hey. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, getting up there, and I, right now, uh, maybe next week, I might get to go to Stubblefield Lake Bridge. Now, you, you dip off of there a little bit, and maybe the white bass will be going. 
because uh, they all run up the river up there, and that's the one that feeds uh, the Lake Conroe. So, and be careful out there for water moccasins, snakes, and everything else. And, uh, you know, uh, safety, safety, safety. Oh, and be sure you put some bug spray on because the jig bugs eat you up. You know, they're the that red bugs, you know, man, they'll eat you up, man. And oh, also, yeah. uh, when, yeah, mosquitoes. Whoa. So always be prepared to meet the challenge, you know, like the Boy Scout motto. I wasn't a Boy Scout, but I, I know enough to get me out, keep me out of trouble sometimes. Sometimes, Captain. So, That's all right, well, I'm get out of here, Captain. All right. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. All right. Phone lines are open. Uh, Please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. Mark, you'll be up next after the break. Real quick before the break, got a text from a listener uh, wanting to know how to center the spool on a new reel. Um, Best way to do it before you ever spool it up, uh, and put your line and everything on it. Center the spool on the the side, the little side knob there next to your reel handle that you turn to reel a reel with. There's a little round knob there. Put your uh, left thumb, you know, if you're right right handed reel, but just put your left thumb on the spool and loosen that knob up till you get play, and that spool will wiggle back and forth, and then slowly turn that knob back clockwise tighten it until the spool just quits wobbling you get the wobble out that'll that should center it perfectly and then then you can spool it up and if uh, another quick note if you're going to put braid on there put you some mono backing on first put you about uh you know braided lines very expensive so i would put about a third of your spool capacity with mono you know, put it on there tight, just like you're going to spool it up to fish with it. When you get about a third of it filled up, then uh, cut it off and then uh, put you a good uh, knot in there to uh, attach the braid to the mono and then finish spooling it uh, with the braid. Now, don't spool it too t- too high now. Leave you, leave you where the spool meets the cage, the top of the spool there. Some spools will have a little line on there. And the ones that don't, just leave you about a, I don't know, a sixteenth of an inch from the top of the spool down to where your line bed is. And because uh, if you get too much on there, then you, it's going to be hard to adjust it. And you're going to want to backlash all the time, especially when you first throw it. It'll start trying to overwind on you. And uh, But uh, be sure and fill it up full to full capacity. That way your gear ratio and everything will be exactly what the reel is. And uh, it'll enable you to cast farther and work your lure better with the right gear ratio. Because if you don't have enough line on there, I see it a million times. Guys spool their own stuff up, and they'll they'll be 20, 30 yards short of what they need to be in line capacity, and they can't get distance with their cast, and they, they can't retrieve their baits properly because it lowers your gear ratio. So that's uh, that's real critical. All right, let's go ahead and take our break. We'll come back with Mark after the break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It's 619 here in the Bayou City. And uh, phone lines are open. Open lines for the rest of the show. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. All right. Mark's up next. Let's go to Mark. Mark, good morning. You're on the Outdoor Show. What's up? Oh, he did? We lost him? Man, that was... uh, that's not good. Well, let's go to the next one. Let's go to George. George, good morning. You're on the outdoor show. Good morning, Mickey. Hey, good morning. What's up? Uh, I heard y'all talking about those croaker uh, earlier this week. And 100%, I'm on record if you go back to your archives about over a decade ago, I called for them to be a game fish. Right. And. Unfortunately, you got a whole generation of fishermen now that really don't know much about the croaker runs, the golden croaker runs that we used to have. Boy, I'm telling you, they were something. And, you know, that's a, that's a problem because when, when they don't have that experience, you know, you don't have that consciousness, that awareness, that, that data out there in your fishing community, you know, it makes it harder to implement things like catch and release that we're trying. So, and we've made great strides and I want to give you credit to you again, because your program, you know, and, and we are going to go, I, I, I foresee, uh, you know, the same trout regulations at the lower middle and, uh, upper coast, you know, I mean, yeah, I, was, I, I never understood why they made it different. You know, George, exactly. I don't know why they didn't exactly. just make it, make it the same for the entire coast. I mean, hundred percent, Nick, you know, because there, I'm there has there. definitely been a decline of our trout population. Well, you know, in one event in 2017, Galveston Bay, I sent you the, the data, the volume, it flushed it three times. Oh yeah. It was, it was three epic. times the volume of Gal- just in 2017 from Tropical Storm Harvey. It wasn't a hurricane when it hit here, okay? Well, no, we call it Hurricane Harvey because all our friends in well, Rockport yeah, got smoked. Sure, sure, because, it, yeah, I mean, but, okay, I, anyway, another thing I want to touch on is those wind turbines you're talking about. 
mm-hmm. you know, they say follow the science and all this. Uh, well, as we found out in the last three three years, sometimes that, that science it ain't all it's cracked up to be. You got to be careful who you follow. Buyer beware, because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, that's a bunch of junk. That those windmills, it's a great it creates a graveyard of that that was that stuff. It's got probably a half life like life like plutonium before it's going to degrade. And right. it's not what you think. You need to do some research. Uh, you know, I found out a lot. I used to be, I'm pretty charitable, you know, with my CCA and the Allison Bay Foundation. I was a member, you know, mm-hmm. in multiple years. And, uh, you know, I used to give to some of the charities. Well, I found out with that 501C, that C stands for circular. Cause you, be careful who you contribute. Buyer beware. I don't give to any uh uh, charities very much anymore because I found out, you know, I, I make sure that I know where that money's going. So, uh, you know, that's all I got to say about that stuff. And uh, I'll let you go and let your other callers get in. But uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, don't, you know, those windmills, all that technology, I think you're going to find out and uh, in, in the coming years, you're going to find out that that stuff is not state of the art. And thanks a lot, Mike. Mickey for your all right okay all right George see you man all right all right all right let's see here next up we have Rick Bias I don't know what happened to Mark we didn't get him back so Rick you're up good morning Captain Mickey good morning you know talking about those wind turbines you know being in the land business like I am as a real estate broker you know uh, I don't like them for lots of reasons. One, they, even though somebody's, you know, the landowner even can be making pretty good mailbox money off of it, they mm-hmm. really, that works great until you want to sell the property. Um, it, it, it can really hurt the value. But the, the ones that I've been around, which hasn't been a whole lot, but I've been around a dozen ranches with them on there, you know, hundreds of them in one case. Right. You, you just don't realize how big they are till you pull up to one of them. Oh, exactly. They're huge. They are. And the thing that gets me is, you know, there'll be 50 of them out there, and 10 will be turning, and four, uh, 40 will just be idle. And I, I haven't quite figured that out yet but uh, as to why. But... Um, they, uh, it is a crazy thing. It's, you know, I, I'm not an advocate for them, but no means for lots of reasons. Uh, a couple other things. I had a kind of a unusual encounter Friday morning. <laughs> I pulled up in my truck. I was watching this lake, and I'm kind of up a little bit, and I'm parked. I'm on the phone. I'm returning some emails and things like that. Something caught me out the corner of my right eye on the passenger side of my truck. And about, I'm not, I am not exaggerating. For my truck was a coyote. And he was pointed, looking, in, you know, the same direction I was looking forward. And he came over and he walked so close to my truck in the front, I lost sight of him. And then I looked and here come another one. And he came over to my truck, and he was by my, I guess my, 
my right front wheel. He was so close, I couldn't see him. And so they went on out in front of me. There was no hurry. I have a gun in the back seat in a case, but I knew if I opened up that door, the danger was going to go off. Right. Because uh, one of the things I was out there for, if I were to see cows, because we've lost some things out there due to the cows and uh, fawns mainly. Um, and then, then here comes the third one. And I thought, well, y'all ease on out there a little bit, and I will I'll attempt to. I can't get to that gun in that case from the front seat. It, it's a hard case. Right. And uh, so they eased on around the corner of the barn, and I opened the door, pulled the key, opened the door, grabbed the case. And by the time I got that case and I stood up on my running boards with some binoculars, because I knew they was going down that hill, at least I thought they were. Well, the barn was blocking me. And by the time I got out and walked to the corner of that barn that they walked around within a foot of that corner, them suckers were about 600 yards out in that pasture. <laughs> and I really didn't, and they weren't running. I mean, they were kind of trotting along. And uh, I didn't have really thing, anything to lean on, and that would have been a far shot with what I had. So I didn't, I didn't take, I didn't take a shot. But, I don't, I don't, I've never seen cows. It was like my truck wasn't even here. It's like, it was just like yeah, it wasn't I didn't even, even bother there. them. No, no. And I had just, I hadn't been there three minutes. Just got the truck cut off and found my first phone number. Anyways, really weird. They weren't old scraggly cows. They were fat and sassy. Had longer hair on them than I'm kind of used to seeing. And, um, and one other thing, uh, I was on a place in Lavaca County a couple of weeks ago that I was in the process of selling for a gentleman. And um, I think it was Sharky Marquez talking about that loggerhead turtle. Mm -hmm. I, I, so we come up on one and he was big. I don't know, you know, he wasn't, he was probably a little smaller than a garbage can lid, but I mean, he was big. Right. And uh, we stopped and looking at him, and that guy was kind of fiddling around with him. I said, man, don't mess with him. I said, bite your hand off. And he said, well, he can't if I'm behind him. Well, you know, and I told him, and I was going to share this, I don't think people realize the reach of one of those things. They don't oh, they can extend that neck do. out of that shell pretty good ways. Yes, they can. Don't be playing around with them, because, buddy, no. I've seen them. I had a thing, one of the best things I learned about a, one of those kind of turtles, if that's what it is. Uh, I was walking to school one day when I was a kid, and there was a boy beside me. We were walking, and uh, there was one in the ditch. And this old boy I was with, he, he played the drums in, in the school band. And he had some drumsticks with him. Well, you know a drumstick's pretty hard. Yeah. A wooden drumstick. I never will forget. He, and this wasn't no huge turtle. Even as a kid, I didn't think he was, you know, no monster or anything. He stuck that, that wooden drumstick down there. And that sucker, 
reached up and he bit that thing in half. Oh yeah, and just think. I, that was, that He'd made bite a through your finger impression. like hot butter. No, that's my point. I mean, that was one thing I've never forgotten all my life was what he did to that drumstick. But anyway, they're uh, just watch their neck if you're gonna. You just gotta mess with them because everybody <laughs> tends to want to. Be careful because he can reach back. Because I've seen seen another one do it. So uh, keep an eye on them. That reminds me. I don't know. I was a teenager. I remember a uh, pit bull and a snapping turtle going at it, and that pit bull finally got fed up with all the, you know, turtle sticking his head back in the shell, and he picked that big old turtle up and put it in his mouth and crushed it like I would a styrofoam cup. I couldn't. I said, that'll tell you how the bite bite force of a pit bulldog, I can tell you that, just crushed yeah, that turtle shell. I don't have much use for them dogs because people no, but, they uh, get on they just get a neighborhood dog that uh, just kind of ran wild. He never bit anybody, but uh, he sure uh, well showed off his uh, <laughs> his bite rate bite force when he crushed well, that turtle like that. That's crazy. Well, I have to deal with them not not all the time. Kind of comes in spurts, but what happens with pit bulls? is people buy them, they're little puppies, they're cute, and they get up bigger, then they get a little aggressive, or they hurt somebody or something, and they will. And so they take them out here in the country and they dump them. Dump them, yeah, they sure do. Now, now, they're, now they've gone rogue, so to speak, and they take down deer. I've seen, I've seen two of them take down a, a, a red stag. Wow. And I, I, I took care of those two, though. I, I ain't ashamed yeah. to say it. I shot them. But, um, no, I don't have any use for them. But people will dump them. And, you know, I've had guys call me that's got cows that are in cabin season. They say, hey, man, I am losing a calf a day. And they said, I know what it is. It's it's some pit bulls down here on this river bottom. And he says, if you can't, if you want to, come over here and you hunt them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it was down the street. Real convenient. And, uh, but anyways, uh, I finally ran across one of them, but there was actually two of them, but one of them left and one of them, uh, he he went over the rainbow, so to speak. Yeah. Took a dirt nap. All right, Rick, I got to run. I'm on a break and got people holding. I'll see you, buddy. Take care. Hey, thank you, Mickey. All right. See you. All right. Well, you know, folks, I need to take a moment to tell all the listeners out there about one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years, and that's the Miralure Little John. And look for all Miralure products, whether it's soft plastics, their Marshmina, or their Provoker, or all their great hard baits and the Soft Deans, Miradines, all the, the tried and true baits for over years and years. And what I like about the Little John, you can attach it to a jig head for wading her out of the boat and the Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John's injected with a secret fish-catching scent. It has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish. And the Little John is so tough and durable, one bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one particular bait. And the Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching colors. It produces results day in and day out. That's the Mirror Lure Little John. You can look for them wherever tackle is sold. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Miralure. Go to miralure.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria, don't you know I've come along? Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already today has flown by pretty fast. 638 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go to Mark now. We lost him a few minutes ago, but uh, we got him back. Mark, good morning. You're on the Outdoor Show. Mr. Mickey, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you, bud? Long time no talk. <laughs> the, the old Bob Stevenson guy. Right. Oh, Mark, yeah, what's up, man? Mark Rodriguez, how you been, man? Oh, I can't complain. It's all good, brother. I I, I, just, I heard the radio. You're talking about my Lake Conroe. I mean, what's going on, man? I get no credit about Lake Conroe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I tell you what, um, I was just looking at my old granddad's tackle box, and he knew the man that owned all the property Lake Conroe before it was built. His right. name was T.J. Peel. T.J. Peel. Yeah, yeah T.J. Peel. It was all cattle land on the right and left of the San Jacinto River. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, uh, given an offer that he couldn't refuse, and he sold it, and they dug it all out. And the reason why there are stumps at the northern part on 1097 is because it flooded too fast before they could remove those, and that's why Lake Conroe is the way it is. Right. And and uh, I think people already know that. But anyway, I was going through my uh, grandfather's tackle box. I got some lures that will uh, take you back. I got the devil's horse lure. Yeah, the old devil horse. Yeah. Yes, I I got those, and I got the uh, I got the Smith Wick lure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It, it, it snagged the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and uh, do you remember the old uh, fish mitt glove? No. Uh, by Kieber International, uh, it's a glove. You know, uh, on the other side, but bunch of a uh, aluminum uh, shade. Oh yeah, that. The, yeah, yeah, to keep yeah, your, it, when you're filleting yeah. it, keep you from cutting yeah, your hand yeah. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> The good old Kevlar. And, and, and do you remember the good old one? Here is the old, uh, the Bill Norman lure. Right. Yeah. So I, I was going through my Umco uh, tackle box. I remember them old Umco tackle boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it opened from the top. It had two sides. You fold it out, and it's got all the trays for all your baits, man. Y- yes. It, 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 it's all silver or aluminum. And uh, you do not want to be out uh, with lightning going around. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, sir? I can't complain. It's all good. It's, hey, I'm still here. It's all that matters. Yeah. 
Sounds good. How's, how's the fishing? Um, I, I have not done too much fishing. I've been t- I've been taking care of some uh, my loved ones here uh, with some uh, 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 ailments, but other than that, still living in Conroe. And the funny part is, down the street uh, from one of my uh, properties, Billy Mills lives down there. Oh, Billy. Billy Mills. He's hard he's to beat. Around. He's a good one. Yeah, he's still around. And uh, I haven't heard from Butch Turpy lately. Right. Uh, uh, who else is going on? Um, I would love to go out and do some fishing with you guys. But I just haven't had a chance. Uh, Father is going to turn 93 uh, next week. And he still has a better golf game than me. Dang, that's awesome, man! That's yes. incredible. Yes, he he served in the Navy for two, Army for four. He's a great, great man. Wow. Uh, retired geologist, so doing awesome. pretty good. Out, uh, living outside Nacogdoches. Uh, the, the, my wife always says, "Yeah, uh, your mom and dad moved away from you." To get away from you, but no. Anyway, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, hey, Mark. I'm... I, I just want to check in with you and tell you howdy, tell everybody hello, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you a call to maybe go do some fishing, man. All right, buddy. Take care, Mark. Good to hear hey, from you. See you, man. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. All right. Next up is Mike Williams, Captain Mike. What's up, bud? How you doing, Mick? Hey, man. I want to talk to you about sort of, kind of confused. Uh, I was going to get your input on something. In my younger days, uh, back in the 70s, I used to fish for bass some, not a lot, but I did fish for him. And I fished with a guy that had a bass boat. He had a nice Ranger bass boat. And we used to take that bass boat fishing uh, more than I really wanted to go in it. But anyway... That, that Ranger made a pretty good boat, and I don't think they sing, but it was a pretty good boat. But anyway, I got in some, we got in some pretty good storms in that boat. And what I wanted to talk about was your input on some of these newer, very low-profile pro- boats with these really, really high seats in them, and they're putting these, like, 300-horsepower engines on the back. And I'm right. thinking if you're going across the water... At 60 miles an hour, and you're sitting up five feet in the air on a chair, and you hit a post or a pipe, it it's gonna be. It's, I tell you what, you're gonna look like. You're gonna look like one of those pilots coming out of one of those ejection seats in one yes. of those jet airplanes. It, it ain't so, pretty. Well, and you know, then you got that. Then you got blue northers. And thunderstorms, and I, and I'm wondering. I'm seeing these people where they're going out and they're paying like. And I, you know, I've always said, if you can't say something good about something, just keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I'm, I'm wondering these people going out and paying over a hundred thousand dollars for some of these very very low profile boats with these. I mean, boats that'll go eighty miles an hour. I understand, I mean, I'm smart enough to understand why they're using those boats, okay? Down where they use them a lot, I mean, you need a 
a boat that's going very shallow water. Right. But I'm thinking in my brain, me personally, I I, I just wouldn't feel safe in a boat like that. And I wanted to get what what do you think about that? Well, I've been in them, and it's a uh, it's a rush. <laughs> You know, I mean, really, like that you run know. through your head, buddy. I mean, it's uh, it's boat accidents are never pretty, no matter what you're in. But you know, your chances become a lot slimmer in, in a boat of that design if you if you do happen to get in an accident or hit something solid. I mean, it's uh, I could <laughs> I could see that boat maybe with with a maybe a hundred and fifty horsepower, two hundred horsepower motor. Oh, they're you putting four fifties on them now, buddy. <laughs> I know, but I'm telling you, and it's just like I said, you hit something in the water, that's exactly what you're gonna look like with one of those pilots coming out of those ejection seats. I promise you. You're going blah 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 blah. Okay, enough about that. Uh, one other thing I wanted to kind of put in perspective, and I know y'all probably covered this a million times. But I was talking about the other day about the perfect time to catch a state record trout. Anyway, this guy asked me, he says, okay, Captain Mike, in your lifetime, how many speckled trout have you ever caught over 10 pounds? And I said, in my lifetime, I fished about everywhere you can fish in the Galveston Bay Complex. And, and in all that time, I've caught one, one trout that would go over 10 pounds. And I caught that fish in 1976 in St. Louis Paris, and I took the fish over to a bait camp. It was called Rooster Collins Bait Camp. Right. It weighed that fish on a certified scale, and it weighed 10.6. And somebody asked me, I said, out of all the men that I know, and I know some pretty good fishermen. Yeah, you do. Right off the top of my head, I can't name five men that I know the fish got not I didn't, I didn't say Baffin Bay. No, you're talking Galveston. Say, I'm talking I'm talking Galveston. I don't know five men that have caught trout over ten pounds. And if they if they ask me how many trout do you know of that come out of the Galveston Bay complex that weighed over two ten pounds, it would be I think I I went to your house one time in the early eighties and you showed me up your fish a ten pound trout you had mounted on the wall. I think you just caught it. Right. So I know he caught at least one, and I think James did one time. He caught one that was over 10 from the jetties. Right. Uh, Blaine, I'm sure he's caught one over 10. No, believe uh, it or not, Blaine ain't ever busted 10. He's got, he's got some nice Well, there you go, right there. You know. Yeah, <laughs> if somebody asked me. Now, we're talking great legitimate, fish. you know, legitimate weighed fish, you know, on certified scales. Yeah. We're not talking. Well, if somebody asked or, me, a great, great. Saltwater fisherman, a blind fire mood would certainly be in the top top oh, five yes. or ten people. I mean, no most people, you know, he kind of out. Sometimes he don't get the credit he deserves, but blind fire mood. Uh, when it comes, when the rubber hits the road, people don't know; they just don't know. But he is a great, great trout fisherman. He is. And, uh, anyway, about anyway, I was trying, and I, it's like I said, I told somebody the other. I said that the problem with us talking about the people that come up in the 70s and the 80s. We were just, it was kind of like that show, that guy was in Australia, he said, we were just born in the wrong base system, okay? <laughs> if we, we had been down there and they had been up here, I think it would have been a completely different, oh, no you know, doubt. 
I mean, you got to fish. I've always said this, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to take some heat for what I'm fixing to say, but I've always thought the the best fishermen in the state of Texas living with a hundred mile radius of Houston, Texas. I've always thought that. And I'll I mean, concur. you agree with that? I agree with it a hundred percent. No doubt. But Seen it. I'm only. I'm gonna leave it right there. That's that's enough said. All right. Okay. Man. You See know, you I always. Okay. See you later. All right, Al, you're up next. Good morning, Al. Oh, good morning, Captain Mick. How you doing out there? All right. What's up? Oh, ain't nothing but the breeze blowing through the palm trees down here on the island. Looks like the <laughs> wind is. <took>, uh... <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, nothing much. <laughs> well, yeah, watch that. Yeah, you know who I am here exactly. Watch that board. I yeah, I did. Actually, <laughs> I watched one last weekend. That's fun. I don't have much of an outdoor report, really. That's all I've been doing. It's kind of been foggy here. It seemed like, God, about a month or something. I don't know. I, I thought, man, those people that live in London or Washington or whatever, they must shoot themselves in the head when they get that fog like that. I thought, I don't even know how they survive up there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, not much of a report. Just been uh, piling out a little bit, but uh, been working mostly. But yeah, I just I had to kind of weigh in on the windmill thing, wind turbine thing. You know, you were talking about. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you might remember I, I said one time I used to be a field operator for Occidental Petroleum, and I was uh, coming out of well, I lived in Port Aransas. We'd live leave out of Con Brown Harbor to get to the uh, platforms and stuff, but. Right. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, you know, I'd go back and forth, of course, cause my home's here, but you know, every once in a while I'd of course visit family, come back from, uh, Port Aransas, Port A, whatever. Uh, and so I'm used to, you know, doing that drive, uh, from the oil field. Cause you know, you got a whole week off every other week, but, uh, uh, back then I did not anymore, <laughs> but right. anyways, uh, what what uh, I took a, a trip, like, I guess right before the CCP virus thing hit or whatever uh, a couple years ago, I thought, man, I hadn't been down to Port A in forever. I, I, I want to go, you know, hit some of that bluer water and, uh, you know, uh, take my board, my fishing pole out there. So, you know, I loaded up, went down there and I hadn't been down there for 20 years or something, but, uh, well, more than that, yeah, 20 something years. And, uh, I took the freeway going down there. Uh, you know how they had it off new compared to last time. It was really easy getting down there. And then on the way back, I thought, well, I'm taking the scenic route. Oh, man, I caught some unreal waves and fish when I was there. But anyway, uh, on the way back, uh, I thought, well, I'm going to take the scenic route, just kind of follow the coastline. My compass works in my van. Got got old-style compass, right? I don't even know how to use a uh, GPS. <laughs> but, uh, anyways. but, man, I was coming back. And, uh, man, literally, it, it, well, no, even before I came back, I came across the ferry. That's right. The first part of the story is I came across the ferry to Port A just to see what it looked like, you know. And uh, they had that little yard over there where it was always oil-filled pipe. Uh, drilling pipe and everything, right? Uh, not too far from the ferry uh, on the Ranges Pass side. And, uh, man, there was nothing but these big old airplane-looking wing things. 
and they were those turbine blades, right? And uh, and I don't know, it was it, it, it was like a uh, like a gut instinct, you know how like I don't know, you're hunting and you're fishing, and you know you get this kind of gut instinct it seems to help you a lot, right? If you listen to it, but uh, man, it, it was like this cold feeling ran through me, and I thought, man, what are the big old airplane looking wing things doing there instead of oil field pipe? And uh, you know, it, it was I don't know, it was like. Someone was telling my spirit something, you know. I mean, it was just a feeling I had. And I thought, well, you know. So I went on and had my trip. Coming back, I'm taking the scenic route. And, man, I mean, for miles upon miles, I had to be a thousand of those uh, turbine oh, wind uh, uh, towers. I mean, I couldn't believe it. just, you know, all the, the what used to be natural Texas land and in farmland for miles right you'd see it just forever and it was nothing but the i couldn't believe how far they went i just i thought man i don't think people are realizing the weight of what's really going on i thought those things are going to be junk in here and man what are they going to do i'll fall apart or not i mean i don't know i just had to kind of way in i thought i don't think people are really realizing you know uh, i mean of course shutting down the oil field i mean i guess texas and louisiana people but you know i just had to say something man that it was completely shocking oh, i mean God. it really was my, my oh, heart man. sunk well it's that way my all heart over sunk. Texas. you go down south and all of south texas and out west it's uh it's bad hey i gotta man. run i'm almost out of time okay. i got some more callers but hey it's good to hear from you al all right, good to hear you from you. I didn't mean to leave it on a down though, but you take care, Captain Mick. All right, see you, man. All right. John, you're up next. Good morning. You're on the outdoor show. What's going on, Captain Mickey? Hey man, how you been, Big John? Oh man, working. Uh no good. Thirty ninth year dial lines. Man, you hadn't retired yet. Whether what no, you wait till man, they put you in the ground. June the twenty eighth. June the twenty eighth, I turned sixty. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a young pup, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, I, man, I, me and my son, uh, my second oldest son, we were uh, going, just go to the pier and fish. So we was in Walmart getting knickknacks and everything. I pulled a fast one on it, man. We was in the line over there. I said, son, go down to aisle six, make a right. Go down there with the almonds and grab me a little can called these nuts and bring them to me. Everybody, I laugh. <laughs> he looked at me. He looked at me. He said, "Dad, really, really, Dad?" I said, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Everybody, oh my God! But yeah, man, I shoot. I'm trying to hang in there, man. Yeah, give them about three, maybe four more years. I corner how I feel, man. You know, yeah, it is. I understand. But, you know, go as long yeah. as you can. Yeah, as long as I can. It's hard to turn down that money, man. No, yeah, you got to have want it to, to support our habit either. of fishing. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to give them no money neither. Wait it out as best you can. I'm with you. But, yeah, I just wanted to holler in at you, man. Happy fun Sunday and everything, you know. Right, I know buddy. you got to go. So, yeah. I got to go. Well, hey, it's good hearing from you, John. You take care, buddy. All right, then. Good hearing from you, too. All, All right. right. Keep Bye-bye. it going. Later. All right. Can I get Craig in G-Town real quick? All right. Let's get, let's get Craig real quick. I don't have long, Craig, but it's good to hear from you. I can't leave you hanging, brother. What's up? 
Good morning, Mickey. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm up here in Dallas. We're uh, taking care of Marita's mom, you know, just doing uh, chores for her, and uh, we're getting ready right. to hit the, hit the road. Chilly up there, man. It's 57 degrees. Yeah, that's a, so. come to G-Town. It's nice and balmy down here, buddy. Yeah, it's like 73 there right now. So Yeah, it is. You're spot on. Anyway. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 